0: Welcome to the Letters to My Daughters devotional podcast. My name is Reverend Camille Henderson Edwards, and this is your weekly guide to developing your spiritual practice at the intersection of faith and advocacy. Let's get started. You all, I cannot believe that just last week we launched this podcast with our first episode. I am so eager and curious to know what your experience was like in listening to last week's devotion. So if you feel so led, email me your thoughts, your questions, your reflections. You can email me at chedwards at umcjustice.org. That's C H E D W A R D S at umcjustice.org. And just as a reminder, this podcast is intended for two primary purposes. The first is for me to journey alongside you. I uh, have shared earlier that part of my calling is to show up as pastor, specifically as pastor at this intersection of faith and advocacy. And it is my greatest honor and privilege to be able to walk alongside you and to hear of how you are developing in your faith and how you are having encounters with the divine. So certainly for me to journey alongside you, and then hopefully for you to find community to journey alongside with as you Uh, go deeper in developing your own habits of spiritual practices at this intersection of faith and advocacy. And then the second is to create a sense of community through this medium of a podcast and to really allow this to serve as a conversation starter for the people and the groups, the Bible study groups, prayer groups, youth groups, um, After church groups that meet on Sundays uh, in the parking lot. You know the groups, whatever groups that you are in relationship with, uh, but for you all to be able to develop that community and for this podcast to serve as a conversation starter for that. So, listen to this podcast for your own practice or share with others in your group and discuss later. However, you choose to do it. I'm grateful that you are joining us for this journey. So, Let's begin first with our moment of grounding. Our starting point for this devotion is the body. Our bodies allow us to be co-creators with the divine. God speaks to us through our bodies, and God works in us through our bodies. So take this time to become aware of your body. Whether you are starting in the middle of or ending your day, take a moment to pause sit in your body. Take notice of your breath. Inhale deeply, and exhale. One more time, inhale deeply, and exhale. To the God who has given you the breath of life, we thank you. That is the same God that is with you right now. Take notice of God's presence. The God who is present with you right now is the same God that is preparing you to do a great work. Take notice of how God is equipping you. One last time, Inhale deeply and exhale. During last week's devotion, I shared that we'd be exploring the metaphor of uh, being one body in Christ. And we would be exploring this metaphor in four functions of remembering, naming, resisting, and acting. Um, Our devotion last week focused on remembering our baptism, that in our baptism, we have been called to serve as one body in Christ. This week, we'll focus on naming. Let's continue with 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, this time, verses 12 through 20. Hear the word of the Lord. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greek, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as God chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. One last time, starting at verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as God chose. And if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. And we often collectively respond in saying, thanks be to God. So within the context of Paul writing this letter to the people of Corinth, at that time, the metaphor of the body was often used within political discourse to refer to the stratification of society, that one part of the body was often more valuable than the other, which, as you can imagine, often resulted in division. And because the church was also part of society, this was also true for the early church. In the text, Paul is reclaiming, in a way, the one-body metaphor to challenge the understanding of what it means to be one body in Christ, one human community in Christ, where all parts are important, where all parts are needed, where all parts are valuable. And even amidst Paul's Reclamation, if you will. There were still members who considered other people less important or less, in, or less valuable. There were still members who appeared to have little to no interest in what was actually happening within society because they felt that it didn't affect them directly. Others rejected the notion that another person could be part of the same body because they were not like them. I find that this remains the case even in today's society. There are many whom society has marginalized, even, dare I say, within this body of Christ. There remains this desire to stratify the body. We often find markers that help us to place value on one person over the other. And as a result of this stratification, Harm is done. So this week, I want us to take time to name this fact. I want us to name that there are specific parts of the body that are hurting. And can I tell you that our failure to prioritize the issue of maternal health has caused harm and there are specific parts of the body this body of which we are all a part that's hurting how is the body hurting you ask consider these facts in the united states the pregnancy related mortality rates among black women are over three to four times higher compared to the rate for white women or Among other people of color, black women are more likely than white women to have certain birth risk factors that contribute to infant mortality and can have long-term consequences for the physical and cognitive health of children. Or research has documented that social and economic factors such as racism and chronic stress contribute to poor maternal and infant health outcomes. This includes higher rates of perinatal depression and preterm birth among African-American women and higher rates of mortality among black infants. Or maternal and infant mortality rates in the United States are far higher than those in similarly large and quote-unquote, wealthy countries, approximately 84%, 84% of pregnancy-related deaths are preventable. That means something could have been done differently to ensure that that mother lived. 84%. So in Paul's context, he reminds us that all parts of the body are essential and valuable as each part has been created by God, regardless of one's situation, condition, skin color, social location. We are all part of the one body in Christ. That includes the black mothers that we have neglected. I know that to be true on the statistics that I've shared alone. So this week, I invite you to question, who are the people, the women, girls, the femmes in our society, that society, that the church has neglected? And I want us to give ourselves permission. I know oftentimes the church seems off limits uh, uh, to to interrogation, right? When we are interrogating a thing, we are somewhat hesitant to interrogate uh, potential wrongs done by the church. But I think that it's time for us to push against that. I think it's time for us to consider how the church that is also a part of the society in which we live may also be doing harm even by being complacent, even by refusing to discuss a thing, refusing to discuss this issue of maternal mortality. So this week I invite you to interrogate. When discussing black maternal health in your groups or perhaps in your own prayer life, prayer time, when you are asking God to guide and direct you in terms of how to show up in certain spaces and what to do with the gifts, that God has given you, I want you to also include a time to consider who are the women, girls, and femmes who have gone unseen? Who have you overlooked? What ways can you explicitly name how the body is hurting? Let's pray. God of all creation and all people, have mercy on us. We have failed to be one community in Christ. Have mercy on us. One part of the body is suffering and we have neglected it. There are mothers and children who are crying out and hurting. Have mercy on us, O God. Grant us the courage to see them, to hear their voices, to move us in their direction. God of love and God of well-being, move us to be your presence among them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, thank you so much for taking the time out for this weekly devotion of Letters to My Daughters. You certainly can feel free to reach out to me via email with any questions or general experiences that have come up for you during this study. I can be reached via email at chedwards@umcjustice.org. at That's C-H-E-D-W-A-R-D-S at U-M-C-J-U-S-T-I-C-E dot O-R-G. Until next time, go in grace, go in peace.